Hey, hey, friend, I've got a treat for you here today. And the word treat, there is no pun intended. Just had an amazing and encouraging conversation with Kristen Noriega from Baby Weight Nutritionist. I'm going to tell you right now, she's going to drop a couple bombs on us. And it was so good to be able to pick her brain a little bit. And we, we kind of dove into some things. We talked about dieting culture. We talked about food freedom. We talked about the scale. You just wait until you hear what she has to say. And then I want you to let me know (laughs) if you have some problems with that, or if that is hard. Okay. Let's join in on the conversation right now. Welcome to the little by little homeschool podcast, where you can get out of survival mode feel confident in your homeschool decisions, and gain peace in your heart and home. I know that when we plant our feet firmly in this season of life and embrace our homeschooling, motherhood, and homemaking, we will thrive. I truly believe that we can do this from a place of peace and joy, all while growing a ton of contentment. And while we're at it, Mama, let's deepen those relationships with our children and love these years we get to pour into them. If you're ready to create beauty, seek simplicity, and live intentionally, homeschool mama, then close out that lesson book, let the kids go play, and let's have an authentic conversation. Kristen, I am so excited you are here today and to share with a a bit about nutrition and exercise. I know it's kind of can be like a, we like to hear those words, but then we know there's a lot of work that goes along with that, that's involved in that. And so uh, sometimes our moms are like, oh no, (laughs) but I'm excited for you to share a bit. So guys, listen in on Kristen Noriega here, who is going to share her wisdom with us. So yeah, Kristen, tell us a little bit about your background and what you like to share. I know you have a podcast and we'll definitely talk about that as well. And just everything that you like to share with moms. Okay. Well, first of all, thank you for having me. And nutrition and exercise can sound super scary, but I'm going to make it sound super simple after this episode. I promise you. (laughs) I'm a homeschooling mom of four. My oldest is seven. So we're very much in the thick of, you know, toddlers and babies and breastfeeding and just doing what we can and trying to take it day by day. And with homeschooling, that can just very like crazy. And so we're just, you know, doing just enjoying it right now. And I am a registered dietitian nutritionist. I help moms lose weight via food freedom. And so that looks like balancing fun foods with nutrition and finding joyful movement. So it's real gentle and fun. Um, I got into this because for my whole life, I was active and healthy and uh, just you know, felt strong and confident. And when I got pregnant, I thought, "Eh, no big deal. It'll be fine. (laughs) All going to be fine. And then I had my first son and my husband deployed. Hey, we're military. I think I forgot to say that, but he deployed. I was working full time. And there I was with this little baby and I was so uncomfortable in my body. And it just nothing worked. So I had studied this in school. I knew textbook wise, what should be happening, what I should do. And I was doing it and it didn't work. And so I was very frustrated. And I just remember looking down that winter, it was winter, of course, where, you know, naturally we gain a little bit of weight, but I just looked down and I'm like, I'm 
I'm disappointed in myself. What is happening? And it wasn't a matter of like the number on the scale, not so much at the time, although it's been quite a journey to get away from that. And I love walking women through that as well. Like it's the number on the scale doesn't matter. But when you feel crappy, you show up for life crappy. So we don't want to stay there. So anybody who's listening, if you're like, yeah, I kind of know what you mean. I'm looking down at my pants and I'm like, oh, I'm not so happy about this. It's really just this process of unlearning all of the things we've learned in diet culture and tuning into our bodies and making peace with our bodies. Mm, I love that. I absolutely love that. Now I'm, as we were talking before, I mentioned like I'm we're at at different ends of the spectrum as far as like parenting and stuff. Mine are all older. And so therefore my body is older too. And so this is really a, a journey that a lot of us moms go on. And like you said, the diet culture is so prevalent and it can really weigh us down and make us feel bad. And we forget that, or I guess for me, I didn't realize that your body, our bodies continue to grow and progress and change. And diet culture doesn't let you in on that. They don't talk about that. And yeah, it's just been kind of a journey for me. So a question here for you is everyone talks about the benefits of exercise with a focus. They primarily focus on weight loss. That's what everybody talks Mm -hmm. about, but why is it important for moms to include movement into their daily weekly lives? Like, so we know we should exercise, but what are some other benefits to including movement, no matter what that movement is? Right. We're homeschooling moms here. So we have a lot of little eyes that are watching us and all these little eyes are seeing how we treat movement and how we talk about movement and feel about movement. If we see it as exercise, as punishment, as something we have to do, they're going to pick up on that and that's how they're going to grow and that's what they're going to know. We want to start to find movement that feels good. And so that is the one of the most important things. Find the movement that you like. So you're saying, why is this important? When you find the movement that you like, it brings you joy. It brings you happiness. It brings good endorphins and good feelings. And it's helping you shape the little ones that we're trying so hard to do right by. We're trying to do all the things. And so if we see exercise as punishment and as a bad thing, they pick up on that. But when we just make it a natural part of our day, find something we love, then they will grow to love it too. It will just be so normal to them that they grow up living an active life. So I would say, why is it important for feeling good and for raising healthy children? That's amazing. It's so true. We, yeah, we have little eyes, (laughs) little eyes and big eyes as they get older, they're still watching and they really they learn. And I remember for myself that my mom was very, I didn't walk into my teenage years or young adulthood years with any type of diet culture hanging over me. And she did a really good job of producing that healthy body image and that I have been so blessed by that. I mean, of course I fell into it then as I got older and more independent, but I've been really purposeful with my daughter too. And you're right. They watch and they learn. And oftentimes, well, they say that actions speak louder than words, right? Mm-hmm. So what are, what are some of the benefits that you see? I know you work with moms that are wanting to incorporate all of this. What are some of the benefits you see once they f- take that first step in the begin? Cause sometimes that first step can be the hardest step. Yeah. I, th- I would say some of the benefits after taking the first step is that it builds momentum and you uncover this 
your joyful movement. So again, I, I keep joyful movement is literally the word that I use with my clients and on my podcast and all of that. Joyful movement is not, it, it's whatever that means to you. It could be Zumba. It could be playing tag with your kids. It could be joining a, a softball league. It could be something that brings you happiness. So the way you find that is you look back to what did you enjoy when you were younger? What did you used to do that just lit you up? And see how you can kind of start to tap into that again. And so, you know, that that could look like anything and it's going to be different for everybody. And once you tap into that, the benefits are you gain momentum. It's just one piece to the puzzle of, you know, your overall health and getting your physical health in check then makes it easier to do your spiritual, your emotional, your mental, all of that. And it just, it compounds every single baby step that you take makes the next step just that much easier. Yeah. I I do love how you say, how you're saying that you figure out what it is, like, what is that movement for you? It's not going to be the same for everybody. And I think we can feel like it has to be, or if we don't join and do the latest rage and exercise, or if we're not an athletic person like myself, and, you know, we see friends that are taking part who are still in softball leagues or volleyball leagues or soccer leagues, and you don't want to see me in any of those types of leagues, (laughs) but I have exercise that I enjoy. And I think, I think we can kind of be held back some by thinking we have to do certain things And yeah, I just love that. That's really neat. Thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. You could be on my team though. It's okay. Okay. (laughs) I can warm, I can warm a bench like nobody's business. (laughs) I'm a good cheerleader. I've got a good, loud projecting voice, we'll say, or I can boss everybody around. That would be my job. (laughs) So neat. But yeah, I just, I love that you're busting these myths and again, this diet culture has been so ingrained in so many of us moms. And for me, I think social media has really awoken that up. Like I just thought that it was something that we all kind of thought and we had to, and it just holds you down. And once you can free yourself from that, then there's freedom in that and there's joy. And like you said, just gaining that, taking that first step and that momentum and it becomes a habit. Can you talk a little bit about that, about like creating a habit in, in this, like, how do we get that into our days, especially as homeschool moms and especially with when we have little ones? Yeah. So with any habit, you want to start as small as you possibly can and consider habit pairing. So something that you already do day in and day out, see how you can add a little bit of movement to that. So if it is, I mean, you could go any way with it. If it's your coffee first thing in the morning, Can you stretch for 60 seconds? And that would start your day off the right direction. Or um, let's see, you you have a specific silly song that you do with your little kids during morning time. Get up and add in a specific silly jump around dance crazy time. And that might be three minutes of movement. And so just looking at little tiny pockets to create an overall more active lifestyle is going to be far more effective than saying, I'm signing up for the gym tomorrow. I'm going to the gym. And then you're probably not going to go. So let's look at finding little tiny pockets and that's going to build momentum. It's going to turn into a habit and it's going to create change your family culture. 
That's such a good tip because we, especially here as we're in the new year, everybody's like, I'm going to join a gym. And I'm at the point, I'm like, I'm not going to join a gym because I don't want, I don't want to go to a gym. I don't want that. That's too much stress for me to join a gym, to like have the right clothing and have, and then walk in and not know what I'm doing and look foolish Mm -hmm. is kind of my thing. So I'm like, I'd rather do things at home. So that's a great, great way to, and then we get our kids moving as well. I like the, you know, do a silly song or do like a dance party or something like that is something doable. And the kids kind of get going, Hey, the bonuses, they, they're moving and they wear out a little bit and maybe take a good nap. And (laughs) (laughs) so the second part, so we've talked a little bit about exercise is nutrition. And so um, what would you, I mean, most of us, like we're talking about uh, diet culture and stuff. And most of us um, have spent a lot of our lives with that messaging when it comes to nutrition. So what are some steps we can take to break away from dieting and the fear of food and into that food freedom that you, that you're talking about? Yeah. So it's a lot to go from diet culture to food freedom. It takes a whole process and you have to walk through a bunch of different steps, you take a few forward, you take a few back, you kind of, it, it's tough to be, because how many decades have we spent living in diet culture? So although I wish I could say like, let's snap our fingers and just, it's going to be fine. You don't struggle with food anymore. You don't struggle with your body anymore. It really is a challenge, but some of the first things you can do would include Instead of saying, I can't eat this, I can't eat that, I can't do this, simply ask yourself, what can I add? What can I add that's going to bring in extra nutrition? What can I add? So that might be a piece of fruit. It might be some more veggies on your plate. It might be some nuts, some extra chia seed. You know, we we all know what is healthy. It's just a matter of getting it in. So what can I add? So that like, look at your meal, look at your snack, whatever it is, and ask yourself that every single time. And it could be something tiny or it could be something big. And that's going to be one of the first steps that you take. No, that's good. And I love the part about nourishing yourself. That's like, that's my word with my kids, like nourishment and feeding ourselves and fueling our body so that it feels good and it can do what we want it to do, whether that's, you know, for you playing some sports game or me, like, you know, warming the bench or something like that. Just what, you know, what can we do to fuel ourselves up and, uh, and nourish ourselves? That's, I, I like, that's good. That's good stuff right there. What do you encounter? Uh, you mentioned you have clients that you work with and on your podcast, what do you encounter with moms when it comes to the fear of food and the, and, and, you know, what are some, I don't know if you want to give us any examples or just maybe from your own life, what do you encounter that, that are the biggest struggles that, that are some hurdles that we have to overcome? Oh my gosh. I mean, the whole gamut from, I can't eat fat. I can't eat carbs. I can't eat this. I have to eat paleo. I have to do that. I can't eat after 6 PM. I can't eat chicken nuggets with my kids. I can't eat fast food. All of these can'ts, can'ts, can'ts. I can't have cake. And it just is this, that's the hurdle that you really have to cross going from, I, I can't do this to a place where it's like, I, I, I'm allowed to do this. I'm allowed to eat wonderful foods. God made food and he made me with the ability to taste it and the ability to smell it. And 
he gave me the skills to cook it or he blessed me with somebody else who dang sure could cook. And, you know, coming to from that place of scarcity and struggle and angst to the place of peace and acceptance and joy, finding joy in your food. So the, I mean, every, I used to live in that place, that dark, yucky place. And it took a long time to get it over to the other side. And so that's what I'm helping women do step by step, get there. And it, it only becomes worse when you become a mom. And we've all seen that. I mean, everyone who's listening here for the most part has at least one school age child, you know, somebody who's old enough to see, but it's like every year you and every kid you add, the struggle gets harder unless you do something to flip your mindset. And the first thing you have to do is flip your mindset. And then you can continue adding nutritious things. You can continue building baby step, baby habits with different baby steps. And then the weight comes off naturally. It's not, the focus isn't this many calories and this number on the scale. It's figuring out the whole puzzle, all the pieces together, and then the weight is secondary. And if you don't ever weigh yourself again, that's fine. You have my full permission to throw your scale away. I don't own a scale. And most of my clients end up not weighing themselves. Like by the time we're done working together, that's scary too. Oh my gosh. Thinking like, how will I know if I have any progress? Well, we're going to redefine your definition of progress. Progress looks like How are you showing up? Do you have energy? Are you able to be there for the ones that you love? Do you have anything left to give at the end of the day or are you completely spent? Are you running on coffee or are you nourishing your body? There's so many other indicators of health. Oh, that's amazing. And and there might be some moms listening like, wait, what? The scale doesn't matter. <laughs> like that's, and yeah. I'm seeing that more and more that people, and I'm seeing that in my own life as well. Just the diet culture tells you there's a certain number on the scale or your body has to look a certain way. And when we start exercising and movement and nourishing our bodies, it does, it does change and you feel good and you feel better and you feel stronger. Just yesterday I did a, I just do at home workouts with weights and a um, little bit of cardio. I finally found that right now at this season in life, doing, doing weights is a little bit better for me. We'll walk up to like a whole home gym, but you know, we're not quite there yet. So, <laughs> but I, I, there was one movement that uh, this instructor that I follow on YouTube was, had been doing, and I had been putting off doing it because when I first started a year ago, when I like kind of put a stake in the ground and said, I'm, I'm done, like feeling like this, I have to make some changes and my body is getting older. I'm seeing some changes that I'm not liking. And I want, and I knew that it was also my mindset too. And so I, I couldn't do it the first day. It was really depressing. And so I've held off for almost an entire year from doing that move. And yes, I was like, you know, I wonder if I could do that. And I did it. And I'm was so excited. I went around and showed everybody in my family and they're like, so my 14 year old, uh, he's almost 15, but he was, he was like, wow, mom, you're getting stronger. And I was like, you're right. Like I could, it's just this move, like on the ground and getting up without using your hands. And I couldn't do that a year before. And I was like, that's right. Stronger is the point. And that really helped me to be like, yeah. okay, it doesn't matter what the scale says. 
I'm stronger right now. I could, you know, bench press them. I don't know how much, but not that much, but you know, (laughs) not as much as my teen boys or anything, but just having that feeling of, of being stronger that I can get through the day better and not exhausted at the end of the day. And I think that's something that, especially with moms, with young kids, we don't think that we can get through the day without being exhausted. And I wish I knew the stuff that you teach and all this information 15 years ago, I would be so much, I'd be so much better off if I had known it at that time. Okay. But before we go on, what is the move? I'm so curious. (laughs) It's it's not even a big deal. It's just getting, it's just standing up, squatting, going down onto your knees. I don't know if you can picture that um, in your head, just kind of go down to your knees and then just using your legs to push you back up. As opposed to, as opposed to putting your hands down or having to reach on the first time I did it, I had to like use a piece of furniture to help pull me up off the ground because I couldn't just do it. And of course her, she had like weights in her hands on her shoulders. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, we'll try that the next time. We'll add the weights the next time. I was just excited that I actually could go and do it. And I mean, you know, 10 years ago in my early thirties, early, well, that's more than 10 years ago. So we won't go into all that, but like, you know, in my thirties, like to be able to do that wouldn't have been a big deal. You know, I had little kids and you're getting up and you're running around, but as Mm -hmm. kids get older, I don't need to be on the ground rolling around with them anymore. And I don't need to quick get up and you just kind of become, I guess, a little bit more sedentary. And so I just, I, I appreciate you saying, you know, the scale doesn't matter. It's like, what are the improvements that you're starting to see? And what you said, I think is just a really valid point. You said, as your kids get older, you're not moving as much. You're not chasing them into the street every single day, like just to save their lives not for oncoming cars. And you're, you're, you literally just slow down a little bit, but I want everybody who's listening, no matter how old or young or whatever shape you're in to just think about how you want to be as you age. What do you want that to look like? And ideally your goal is to age and get really old in a really young body, not a really skinny body. Who cares how skinny it is, but in a really young body that you cared for and nourished and stretched and moved and is capable. So you can see your kids grow. So you can see your grandchildren and just live this long, wonderful life. So the steps, the baby steps that you do right now are going to compound and get you there. That's so good. So good because I was active when my kids were little and then I just kind of stopped, like I kind of mentioned, and now I'm having to make up for it. And so if your kids are young, just keep, as they get older at to the moms out there listening, as they get older, you don't slow down, keep, you know, keep moving. And that really was the impetus for me just saying like, I'm getting closer to 50 than I am to 40. And I, I want to enjoy my grandkids someday. And I want to be able to, I don't want to have some of these problems that I see others maybe have or do what I can now to keep those from happening to me. And yeah. yeah, So like, so you saying do it now and yeah, don't take that gap. Don't take that 10 year gap that maybe I took <laughs> would be my advice <laughs> to add to, to add to that. And I think it's great that you offer to moms, like through your podcast, just like practical advice and tips on how they can do this and incorporate this in a realistic way. I like, and I like how you mentioned earlier, like, let's be realistic about it and not say, we're going to go and do this huge thing when it's to go to the gym, when you, you know, you have four little kids for, you know, you to, would be a big deal. And it would take a, it would be, I assume you don't go to the gym. I assume you maybe do. And if you do, that's okay. Tell us how you do it actually. 
Okay, let me tell you how I do it. I (laughs) have not been to a gym since my first was about two months old. I went back to that gym and he cried the entire time. And I said, forget it. I can't handle this. My anxiety, I can hear him crying in the other room. And I've never been back. So, (laughs) So what I do is just, I, for me, joyful movement looks like running, when it doesn't hurt my knees. We live in the hills now and it hurts. (laughs) It looks like some weights. It looks like yoga. It looks like it's not that intense right now. And I'm just, I'm just in a phase where we just moved across the world. We, uh, so we just moved to Germany and we had to get our house together and it's just, we were so sick for weeks and weeks. And so now I'm like, just in this phase where I'm getting back into it. So this morning I set my timer for 10 minutes and I exercised for 10 minutes. And then we went on a family walk, not groundbreaking. It's not going to win me any awards, but it made me feel good. (laughs) No, that's so important that you, that you mentioned, you know, you have this big move and, and we often can have things. Maybe we're not moving to another country like you have done, but we have seasons in life where they're just, especially as homeschool moms and just as moms in general, that we, that maybe that takes a backseat or it's, we don't have as much time and we can fall out of that habit or we can feel guilty about that time. But I like that, you, that message that you just, you know, mentioned there that it doesn't have to be like that. We can, you said, okay, I'm going to set the timer for 10 minutes. We're going to get back into this and be intentional about it. Yeah. If I would have said it for 30, I would have had four crying kids and then I would have been so sore the next day. I would have not done anything for an entire week. So 10 minutes was super realistic, super doable. And that's what I would encourage anybody listening to start with. Just 10 minutes, do whatever you can. Don't be afraid about looking silly and get done. Then move on. (laughs) Yeah, that's perfect. Anyone for a family walk. So you can incorporate that. That's and getting outside all, all good things. So Kristen, let the listeners know, where can they find you? Where should they head to get more information from you and hear more about all of this food freedom and the nutrition and how to incorporate exercise and a joyful movement into our, into our days? Yes. So you could start with my podcast, The Baby Weight Nutritionist. It's, I mean, we're talking baby weight. I used to hate that word, but it's something a lot of us say. So I'm the baby weight nutritionist. (laughs) And if you have older kids, it's no big deal. Come. There's lots of exercise tips and uh, food tips and hacks. And I walk you through different exercises to really help you with the mindset right there on the podcast. And so I would definitely start there. And um, you could also follow me on Instagram, babyweight.nutritionist. No, this is perfect. So y'all go head over and listen to her advice and stuff, because I think it's also important for us to hear from moms, from women who are in the same season of life as us. And we can get some health advice that maybe is appropriate in general for men and women, but sometimes there's health advice and all this and given out by younger women who've never had babies whose bodies are are different. And some of it can be the same, you know, it can still be applicable, I think it's so great that you put this out there, all this information. So for moms to feel like they can connect with you, like Kristen understands me. (laughs) Kristen had two kids not sleeping last night as well. She gets it. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. That's amazing. So thank you, Kristen, for uh, sharing today and y'all head over to, um, to her podcast. I will put links in the show notes and you can get more information. I want to hear all about, all the movement, the joyful movement that you all incorporate now. 
how are you feeling now? I really hope encouraged and hopefully by me sharing, you know, some of my mistakes that I've made in this area kind of makes you feel like you're not alone. And I know that Kristen has felt the same way. We've all experienced this diet culture and this pressure for our bodies to look a certain way. But what if our bodies felt a certain way and felt really good? I want to encourage you to hop over to her podcast, Baby Weight Nutritionist. Like I mentioned, I will put the link for it in the show notes. She shares stuff on Instagram. She works with clients. If this is something, if you're like, I have got to do something, I've been thinking about it. And now listening to this podcast episode, I'm feeling convicted that yes, I need to take charge of my own health, not just so that I can fit into a certain size jeans, but because I want to be in good health for my husband and for my children and be able to do so and do things and be active and be able to move and take care of my body for many years to come. Then go check out all that Kristen has to offer. It was just so encouraging to me to have a great conversation with her. And I know that it has blessed you as well. Thanks for listening to this episode of Little by Little Homeschool Podcast, and we will see you right back here in another couple of days. If this podcast has encouraged you, the number one way you can thank me is to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts. I love to hear how this show has impacted you. So if you could hop over and do that, I'd be so grateful. While you're at it, take a screenshot of this episode and share it with your friends to encourage them. You can also find me over on Instagram at Little by Little Homeschool. Until next time, have a beautiful day, Mama.